Welcome, Friendship Fam. We're in beautiful Shakopee, Minnesota at Friendship Church Studios. I'm with Pastor Joel, and we have a special guest today. I'm Kenny White, inviting you to grab some coffee, buckle up, and enjoy the ride on this week's episode of your Friendship Church Podcast. Hey, Church Fam, Joel here. Baptisms are coming up at Day at the Lake on July 25th at 11 a.m. at Sand Point Beach in Prior Lake. If you want to be baptized that day, go to friendshipmn.org baptism to learn more and to register. Also, we'll be serving lunch that day. Register at friendshipmn.org lake to let us know that you're coming so we have enough food. Can't wait to see you there. Welcome, fam. Glad to have you with us today. We have a special guest in our studios, and this is one of those special times where we get to invite a missionary who's here in the area and um, and that we get to support. And it's, I mean, just in the few moments I've got the opportunity to speak to our guest today. I'm super excited. So, Pastor Joel, I would like you to introduce our guest, if you would, sir. Yes. Uh, in studio today, we have Bobby Harnest, and uh, his wife, Danielle Harnest, is not with us, or their sons, Gideon and Ezra. They're missionaries to Vienna, Austria, and uh, we brought Bobby in today to share a little bit more about their life, what that looks like in Vienna, uh, what the ministry they have going on over there looks like. And so just excited to have Bobby here and uh, to tell us a little bit more about him and what's going on. So yeah, welcome, Bobby. With that, welcome. Thank you. Yeah, yeah glad. Thank you. <sighs> Greetings. <laughs> Greetings, <laughs> podcast people. <laughs> it's great to have you here, Bobby. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm. I just thought it might be fun for you to uh, take just a few moments before you talk about what what God's doing in you and in Vienna and stuff. Tell us a little bit about Vienna. I I think um, sometimes you know we in the United States uh, get in trouble for things like not knowing our geography. And so there may be some people going, Vienna, Australia? No, it's Austria. And, <laughs> and right. we, we, might, we might like to hear a little bit, what, what's unique about Vienna? Tell us a little bit. Right, right. There's no kangaroos in Vienna. So, or no kangaroos <laughs> in Austria. That should be a song. Joel, you should work on well, that. Well, there's plenty of, uh, plenty of uh, uh, merchandise in Vienna that says no kangaroos. That's funny. So no <laughs> good day yeah, I mean, Vienna uh, is on the eastern part of Austria. And Austria is basically right in the heart of Europe. Mm-hmm. Right in the heart of Europe. And the west side of Austria is really where the Alps are. So we don't have the Alps, you know, the sound of music, beautiful uh, <laughs> Alps and all that. And the hills are alive. But uh, Vienna itself is just a beautiful city. It was never under communist rule. And so the the Iron Curtain or whatever it was back in the day, it basically stopped at Austria. Okay. So it was never under communism. And so it, the West was able to build up the city uh, using the Marshall Plan. And one thing that people don't understand is that the Viennese actually are still very grateful for mm. what America has done. Even these generations, they are very appreciative of building up of Vienna that the West did and America mm-hmm. really did a lot to do that. Mm-hmm. 
what it does is I've, I've been to a lot of European cities. Vienna is the cleanest and the safest of the European cities I've been to. Wow. So if you're going to visit a city in Europe, I definitely suggest. That sounds like going an invitation. Yeah. <laughs> well, we do have a guest room, but I would have to double check with, with uh, Danielle. <laughs> but uh, one thing that really surprised me as I got there is we would see all over the city hmm. these kids walking in pairs, but like in lines. You'd have 20 kids walking down the street and they'd walk in pairs. And it's of all ages. But when they're younger, like in the kindergarten or something, they're always uh-huh. accompanied by a couple adults. And I mean, there's no school buses. So what other way are you going to get around the city mm. than walking essentially as if you're sitting on a bus? Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're sitting <laughs> on a by Two pairs. by two? <laughs> two by two. Yeah. Yeah. Almost going to the arc. But <laughs> what else is strange is you see a lot of young kids walking by themselves, you know, yeah. 10 years old, nine years old, and they walk by themselves, get on yeah. public transportation by themselves, and they go to school by themselves. Wow. And Vienna is, it's a very safe city. It's always been very safe. I mean, we had actually uh, a couple of, uh, we had a guy back in October last year who actually shot a couple of people. And that was just having wow. one person come in and, and shoot in the city was a tragic, yeah. tragic event in the city. Just Everybody kind of unheard heard about of. It. Unheard of. Yeah. It's just so safe. And so that was something that, you know, I grew up uh, in the Minneapolis area, always being told, you know, there's places in Minneapolis that you don't go. Uh, I went to Moody Bible Institute in Chicago, and we knew there were places in Chicago you didn't go. Right. Did you go to Giordano's Pizza? Oh, yeah. Yes. I just need to make sure that happened. That is the best. I know a lot of people (laughs) like the Luminati's and and, uh, Gino's East, but I love Giordano's. (laughs) Nice. But it's just, Vienna is just a safe city. Mm -hmm. And it's a beautiful city. Just the architecture. And it's kind of spread out. And so you got to spend some time in Vienna to really get Vienna and be able to uh, experience it. Yeah. Well, you had talked about you've you've been to several places, mm-hmm. uh, uh, many cities in Europe. You had mentioned, but uh, you you made a trip years and years ago that was uh, special. I think for Friendship Church, it's been a it's been a regular place that we've gone. We've had several missionaries in the Czech Republic, yep. and that trip was kind of a special trip for you as well. Is that right? Absolutely. So my beginning with Friendship Church was. Uh, being invited down to be an intern by Mark Gold. Yeah. And then Karen calls me up before I'm an intern and says, hey, would you like to join us for the Czech Republic mission trip? Uh-huh. I'm like, okay, sure. Well, at the very first meeting, I meet my future wife, Danielle Jurdy. Uh-huh. Uh, most people here would probably know the Jurdy name and know mm-hmm. Danielle as Danielle Jurdy. And going to the Czech Republic was really the, the key moment that brought me to missions. Wow. I was thinking of going into youth ministry somewhere in the States. Right. You know, and doing that, being on that Czech trip, there was something about being on that Czech trip that really drew me into missions and missions in Europe in particular. Yeah. And Greg Strzok had, had begun that, you know, years right. before I went. I went, I think, in 2003 and in 2004, but they were doing the Czech trip since 2000, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so Greg Strock and, and Corey, who are mm-hmm. not far from us, actually, you know, a couple hour drive from us, mm-hmm. he, he had started that check trip. So Friendship Church and this trip was really influential in my own life in missions. Mm-hmm. And even Danielle. Uh, Danielle thought she was going to be a missionary when she was nine years old. Right. She felt called, yeah. um, you know, a, a sermon from uh, Pastor Doyle way back in the day. 
really touched her heart. And, yeah. and she goes up to Doyle and says, you know, who's going to reach these people? And, wow. and, uh, and she felt convicted to, to go into missions. And, you know, she had been to Mexico with Friendship Church. And then the very first opportunity to go to Czech Republic, I think it was 2000, she went to Czech Republic. And that really solidified for her that, wow. uh, that uh, Europe was the destination. Both of us not knowing that Austria would be the final destination. Right. Well, I was going to ask you, what, how did you land in Vienna? I mean, this isn't something that you and I talked about beforehand. So I'm, but now as you're telling your story, I'm like, I want to know this. Tell us, how yeah. did you go to Vienna from there? Yeah. It's so Daniel, Danielle's a little bit ahead of me in education wise. So mm-hmm. she was at Moody Bible Institute and she graduated a year and a half before I did or a year before I did even though I'm several years older than her, we have different paths. But she had already been in the Czech Republic. And when you're in the missions department at Moody, you have to do an international missions uh, internship. Okay. And having already been to the Czech Republic, they said, well, try another place. Mm-hmm. And we had a young gal at Friendship Church named Holly Davis years ago, who was an intern. Mm-hmm. And she was an intern when Danielle was in the youth group. And so she thought, well, you know, maybe Austria and Holly Davis was in Austria at the time. Gotcha. And she thought, well, maybe Austria would be a destination, uh, possible destination. And that's where they sent Danielle. Uh, she signed up with Greater Europe Mission, who's our mission board. And they oh, sent yeah. her to Austria and Romania. And so her time in Czech Republic, her time in Austria and her time in Romania, what she, she really felt drawn to the Austrian uh, people hmm. and to, to the, the church in Austria. And just felt that, you know, maybe there was something more that could be done in Austria. She'd already been in Romania and Czech Republic and saw the work that was being done. Mm-hmm. And then Danielle and I, we got married and I had to do my internship. And so she suggested, well, why don't we both go to Austria? You've already been to the Czech Republic. Let's mm-hmm. check out Austria. And so we did. And really, I felt this desire to work in Austria, mm-hmm. having loved my time in the Czech Republic, but having this desire to work with the Austrian churches, work with Austrian Christianity, and really wanting to build up the church in Austria. That that sounds like something that it's been a part of who you are, right? Like right from the very beginning, as you were telling your story, that there's something about discipleship that you just really resonate with. You've seen it in your life. You've seen it in churches. You've wanted to be a part of it. And that's a big push uh, right now in Vienna at your church. Could you maybe mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about what God's doing with discipleship and maybe you're just your heart for that. I mean, my, my journey in discipleship really took off when I was working in youth ministry at Grace Church. It was in Edina at the time. Now it's in Eden Prairie. And then being mentored by Mark Gold here in Friendship Church for a year and yeah. also Jim Berenger. And then also being mentored by a church planter in Lakeville at mm-hmm. the, our, the, the church we ended up being sent by mm-hmm. into Vienna. And through those, I grew so much through these mentorships and through discipleship that mm-hmm. I knew that our church that we were going to plant had to really be committed to personally discipling people. Mm-hmm. And not just one-on-one. Uh, there, We have discipleship, which is several people. We have different ways of discipling. Sure. And we, we kind of view the primary way that we as pastors can disciple, my, my co-pastor and I can disciple, is really through the preaching of the word on Sunday mornings. Sure. But then also for those who are really committed to our church to really invest in them and disciple them, either you know as a group. I have two men that I've been discipling over the last uh, year and a half. Mm-hmm. One of them, we're sort of training him into becoming a potential pastor. Mm-hmm. 
but you know, these two men I, I started working with very early on after they joined membership in our church. Mm-hmm. And then discipling people just one-on-one, really having them into our homes, really investing in them. And with a small church like we are in Austria, we can do that pretty easily. You know, we have only 16 members right now and, and two pastors. So we, we, we are able to disciple people one-on-one pretty yeah. closely. But we're very committed to those who are committed to us. Yeah, We're very explicit about our church membership in our church. Mm-hmm. And we, for those who will commit to the church, we will disciple them. Yeah. And we will invest in them at the stage that they're at. And we have people all over the spectrum in their journey with Christ. I, I, I love that about what you're saying, Bobby. I mean, the, the, the call for discipleship is big. That's what Jesus said. Go make disciples, right? And then uh, I was thinking earlier about Acts chapter 1, uh, verse 8, that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And so for you to pick up this call and uh, follow Jesus that has taken you to uh, Vienna, is it, it's a big deal. And it's also come with some sacrifices. I mean, you and your family, you, you, you don't have grandparents in Austria, right? right? I mean, that that's tough. Maybe you can talk just for a, a few moments, a, a little bit about what what is what has that been to you that that offering to Jesus, that sacrifice that you as a family have had to make. Yeah, it's. I mean, the easy answer is it's no sacrifice. You right. know, we can't keep it, so yeah, it's not a sacrifice. What what is the quote that? Uh, Jim Elliot. Jim Elliot. Yeah, I can't. You know, <laughs> yeah, I'm on the spot it. now. I can't. No, it's, you <laughs> I know, know what you're saying. But yeah. anyway, that's the easy answer. Yeah. The other answer is, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. You very early on in us moving to Vienna, you move to a new place and they have new bugs, new diseases, new, <laughs> and and you get it. You know, I your suppose. kid goes to kindergarten and they come back with all their. Their bugs and and viruses and everything, and then it goes through the whole family. And it's so much easier with grandparents, with aunts and uncles, but it it, it gets hard. But what's been nice is that we do have this church, Mm -hmm. and our church is able to come alongside us. And Mm -hmm. early on, it it was a pretty it was pretty touch and go with with how much capacity we had to do ministry or just Mm -hmm. life in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Lord brought us through that and, you know, was very faithful. And we have a strong church. We actually live right next to our co-pastors. Actually, we're in the same apartment building. We're two oh, floors wow. above them. So they were a huge help early on sure. when we moved to Vienna. But it, it is, it's hard, but we know that, you know, what we are doing is for God. It's for him. It's for his kingdom. It's what will last. Right. And uh, the momentary light afflictions is for, you know, has a, there's a weight of glory that will come. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I appreciate your heart on that. That's big. Um, Joe, I, I don't I don't want to ask questions for you, but I know that you you maybe have some on the wing. Do you have any questions you wanted to ask or or? Uh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Um. So how uh, how are the boys doing? How how do they interact with the church? You know, I know they basically have grown up in Vienna, and yeah. they're probably more fluent in German than you and Daniel both. Yes, that's true. Um, I have <laughs> yet true. to hear them speak German, and the, the few times I've seen them since they're over there, I'm like, "Hey, say something to me in German," and they're just 
they, they don't know me. So they just stare at me, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you know, so how are they doing? How do they interact with the church or what's, you know, how, what's life like for them? Yeah, they're, they're doing great. Kids are so flexible. They, they just go into any situation and they're just great kids. And yeah, they learned German by just being thrown into it. Gideon was uh, four years old when he started kindergarten, didn't know a word of German and just learned it from the kids. And Mm -hmm. his teacher said that, you know, he speaks with uh, not an American accent. He speaks just perfectly. He'll even correct you and mom. He'll, yes. And Gideon, Gideon, yeah, you didn't say that right. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. I'll always say it wrong. (laughs) But and Ezra was, you know, almost two when we moved. And so that's what he really knows Mm -hmm. is Vienna and just taking trams everywhere. Taking trams, taking buses, public transportation, and so for them, it's it's life. You know, it's mm-hmm. they don't really know much different. They miss you know Nana and Grandpa and Grandma sure. and Pops and and all their cousins, and they miss that. But it's that's what life is yeah. for yeah. them. But they, you know, they, I, I think part of being in Vienna, but not being of Vienna, they mm-hmm. know their. They have American parents and we speak English at home. They know that they're different. So I think that has created a, quite a tight bond between them. Mm-hmm. And they're, they are really good friends with one another as well. Wow. And so in the church, you know, they're they're pretty excited about the kids program whenever we have it. And uh, we're still a small <laughs> church. So yeah. they like to they like to go to the Kinderstunde. Um, but in other, in other ways, you know, they, they just play with anybody. Mm-hmm. They just you know, any language, any culture, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That, the, the, that kids are so fluid socially is, I mean, that's, that's to your benefit. It is. Opportunity to minister. And it helps us a lot. I mean, speaking of opportunity to minister, you know, just before we came here, two weeks before we came here, I had an opportunity to just talk with one of my kids, friends, parents, yeah. About the gospel. Because she's like, okay, so you're a pastor. What does that even mean? Are, yeah. you, are you a priest? Well, no, this is the difference between what we believe and what the Catholic Church believes. Or so. Yeah. And the very, you know, two days later, Danielle had, was at this, this get-together with all the, these kids and their mm-hmm. parents. And Danielle's talking about the gospel and justification by faith alone and mm-hmm. what that means. And so the kids are actually, I mean, uh, very close. They help us connect with people so yeah, much. That's yeah. cool. That's excellent. Well, that's a that's a great segue to this n- next part. And I'm mm-hmm. just wondering, Bobby, how we can be praying for you and your ministry. Um, maybe you could share with with us uh, what are some of your requests. Yeah, I think one is is for sure the unity of the church. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we all feel it over the last year and a half, Mm -hmm. that there have been a lot of just, I don't know how to say it. It, 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 You know, our life has been disturbed Mm -hmm. all around the world. Mm -hmm. And I think it has caused a lot of fear and anxiety among people Mm -hmm. and just preferences and lack of humility. Mm -hmm. And it has caused a lot of division in the churches. Now, you know, the the Lord has blessed us through that, where we have been pretty united as a church. We, we've we been united in a, as a leadership, as a church membership, mm-hmm. and we've gone through this last year and a half just pretty, pretty unified. But just for a continued unity within the church, as our church continues to grow, 
Uh, we have six new members coming into uh, our church this September. And wow. the church always changes when you have new members. Right. And so we're just praying for unity within the church so that our gospel witness to the people could see our love for one another. Yeah. And that they would be drawn into this love. Yeah. And for us personally, more opportunities to proclaim the gospel to individuals. Amen. I mean, there are so many people that are just lost and fearful and are in danger of an eternity without Christ. Mm -hmm. And we need the opportunity to Mm -hmm. speak. And, you know, Ephesians, Paul says at the end of Ephesians, you know, pray for me that I have boldness whenever I have opportunity Mm -hmm. and that I'll speak clearly the gospel. That's really, if if people prayed for us for that Mm -hmm. opportunity, boldness, clarity in the gospel to people that we meet, neighbors, friends, strangers, church members, whoever it is, that we would be able to be clear with the gospel and that lives would change in Austria. Right on. Right on. I love it. Well, we will be joining you in prayer for that. Thank you. And for those of you listening in, thank you so much for joining us. We want to encourage you to love, live, and serve like Jesus. God bless you, and we'll see you soon. Friends, thanks for joining in. We hope that you'll be joining us as we pray for Bobby and Danielle as they go back to Vienna, as well as for the rest of our missionaries that we support here at Friendship Church. We thank you for joining in and listening each and every week. Please feel free to share with us how the Lord is moving in your heart at podcast at friendshipmn.org. We'll see you next time on your Friendship Church podcast.